Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. I have a good word for you. As I was uh, studying this, this passage of Scripture, I know that I was very encouraged about it uh, for my own personal life and encouraged for our church. So I believe that uh, you're going to find a blessing in this today. You're going to find something that maybe you're looking for, you're in need of today. The Word of God is powerful, and it has the ability to go right to the heart of the matter of what we're dealing with, what we're going through. Because God loves you. He is relentless in His pursuit to have all of you. And when you open your heart to the entrance of His Word, that's when you can really truly experience Miracles. That's when you can truly experience God's intervention in your life. And you'll find a peace that you don't understand. You'll find a joy that just bubbles up over and over again. These are not things that you'll have to wish for or self-help for or try to think hard about. These things come naturally because this is who God is. And he loves you and he wants you to experience his best for your life. And he does have a lot of best for your life. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 13. I want to just talk to you for a few minutes about why we need faith, why we need faith. And you know, it really is that the concept, the idea is simple. The simplicity is Christ and we walk by faith. Okay. That's, that's the rock of all of it. He, we simply walk by, I say simply walk by faith. We don't simply always walk by faith. But it's as simple as we walk by faith, I should say. Okay, at the end of the day, that's what we must remember, Christian. We walk by faith, not by sight. Fear is not the opposite of faith. Sight is the opposite of faith. If you're only living by what you see, you're not living by faith. Faith is not governed by the senses. Faith is a measure that has been given to you by God to appropriate in your life, to activate, to grow in. Amen. So this snail was involved in an accident that resulted in his shell being Torn completely up. Y'all walking out now? Telling jokes? All right. All right. Message received. The shell was torn completely off. And so hearing about the accident, one of his friends rushes, well, not rushes over, as much as a snail can rush, goes over to check on him. He said, I heard about your accident. He exclaimed, how how are you feeling? He said, a little sluggish. Amen. I had this friend of mine tell me the other day, he says, I think my girlfriend's hallucinating. She keeps telling me she's seeing other people. <laughs> okay, we're done with this. And this section of the is over. Now let's get to the real stuff. Hebrews chapter 11, let's read verse 13. <laughs> and he's sitting right there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hebrews eleven thirteen. 13. These all died in faith. Everybody say in faith. All right. They died in faith. 
not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better. That is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Notice it says, these all died in faith. When I was studying this passage of Scripture, now I'm, I've studied Hebrews 11 through the years because Dr. Holler was my dad. <laughs> you're going to hear about Mark chapter 11, verses 23 and 24, and you're going to hear Hebrews chapter 11. And so I heard it a lot growing up, and I've done a lot of studying on it. And, I, and as I was going over this chapter again, I went back because it says, these all died in faith, not having received the promises. And so I was like, well, who was that? Well, the first guy that's mentioned is Abel, who brought, who's Cain killed. Then there was Enoch, who walked with God. And the Bible says that he didn't see death. He's walking with God one day. And the Lord said, uh, Enoch, uh, you know, you and I have gotten really close. As a matter of fact, you're a little closer to my home than you are even your own. Why don't you just come home and be with me? And he just plucked him off the planet. The strangest story. Didn't see death. It says, for the Lord took him. When we say the Lord took somebody, they died. When the Bible says it, they, he just takes them out. Just here, come on home with me. That's, that's a good way to go. He did, not, he did not see that. And he says, because he had this testimony that he pleased God without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And then the next person that's mentioned is a guy named Noah. Aren't we grateful for Noah? Yeah. You're here today because of Noah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he found grace in the eyes of the Lord, thank God. And he was moved with godly fear and he prepared an ark for him and his household. And so those eight souls were the only, the sole survivors of uh, the, the flood. And then it goes to Abraham and Sarah. And it says that these all died in faith, not having received the promises. I'm thinking, well, Lord, yeah, I mean, Noah got the promise of protection from death and the flood. I mean, they, they let Abraham and Sarah had Isaac, right? So what do you mean? What, what were those promises that they did not receive that they saw afar off? Well, a couple of those things were that God told Abraham, in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Well, Abraham would have to still be alive to see the reality of that promise and continue be alive. And, 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 and he also, um, God made a, a covenant with, with Abraham that said that this land would be an everlasting covenant. Interesting. But Jesus, when he was here, he was talking to some, some Jews and they got in, into a bit of a debate. How many of you know it's not smart to get into a debate with the son of God? You're not going to win that argument. Right? You're just not going to win. Try as you may. And so they start talking to him about their, their, their lineage. Because Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And they said, what are you talking about? We're already free. We're Abraham's kids. He said, you ain't acting like Abraham. He says, if you were Abraham's kids, you would have accepted me because Abraham rejoiced to see my day. Wait, wait how, how long before Jesus was Abraham? Right? 28 generations prior to, G to Jesus. So this is a long, long, long time ago. How is this, 
How did Abraham see his day? Well, by faith is how he saw it. Because they knew that there was a coming redeemer. There was, they knew that there would be one who would come and redeem God's people by shedding his own blood for our sins. Because man was powerless because of his sinful condition to save himself. So God saved us. And so this is what he's talking about, those promises. And this promise is in particular about eternal life because Abraham was looking for a city, the Bible says, whose builder and maker is God. So we're talking about this eternal experience, this heavenly experience. And it says, as a result of that, they all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen, how did they see them afar off? They did it by faith. You can't see it with your natural eyes. There was something else at work to give them a, a perspective to look down the road, and that was faith in God. And they were assured of them. All right, This wasn't just some wishful thinking. They were assured that this is real. This is true. And embraced them and confessed. Here's their confession, that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. And in other words, what they're saying is, and what we all need to remember this today, because why we need faith is because by faith we embrace and declare that heaven is our home. You need to remember that. This isn't your home, so don't get too content and settled here. Hmm? You are part of a kingdom as a child of God that is not of this world. This is what Jesus told Pilate. My kingdom is not of this world. You're part of that kingdom. You're a citizen of heaven. That is your reality, Christian. And the sooner you embrace that, the happier things will become for you. The happier you'll be. Because this world won't have a way to dig its claws into you and oppress you because this world's not your home. You're just passing through. Hmm? This isn't your final destination. So by faith, you have an understanding that you live in constant victory even if you are not right now in the moment experiencing it in some area in your life. It doesn't change the fact that you are now a victor, not a victim. You were a victim, but in him, you've become a victor. All right? So then you can expect this, this truth, that the trouble in your life will not last. Now, it may be daunting right now. huh? It may be Goliath looming over you. But the Bible says, while we do not look at the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. Because the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Our daughter, Madeline, our oldest daughter, she's 25 now. Man, that just made me feel old to realize I'm the father of a 25-year-old. I was 13 when she was born. <laughs> Something like that. And she used to, she had this particular dress, this princess dress. And I think it was Snow White. I'm pretty sure it was. And once she put that dress on, you ain't taking it off. She slept in it. She went to Walmart in it. She went to the mall. She went to church. Everywhere that girl went, she was wearing that dress. 
And definitely, you know, she stood out in the crowd wherever she went. She'd have people say, oh, which princess are you? Oh, aren't you beautiful? And she'd just twirl around and give them a show. Because she wasn't dressed really for Walmart. She's dressed for the ball. Listen, child of God, you've been dressed in something altogether different than what this world can give you. You are now clothed in his righteousness. You're dressed for another day. And that righteousness is taking you all the way to heaven. All the way there. Because it's not your righteousness. It's his righteousness. And he has gifted you this righteousness. How? Because you believe on him. What did you believe? You believe that Jesus died for your sins. You believe that they buried him in a tomb. And that God raised him from the third, on the third day from the dead. There it is. Well, it can't be that easy. It is. It is. Jesus did all the hard stuff. He said, if you'll come to me, I'm going to show you how to live an easier life. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, when, you're, when, when you embrace and you confess that heaven is your home, this world just can't get in you. It has, it has really nothing much to offer you. Because you are connected to your citizenship in heaven, and by faith, you're embracing that. So what you are here to receive is what God came to give you rather than what the, the world can supply. Hmm? And he is a very intervening God to those who will welcome him. This faith in God is a powerful thing, and we need it because, you know, there are a lot of people who have ideas about, about faith. But really, Jesus taught us that faith is how we receive from God. And, and, and what Hebrews taught us in verse 6 of this chapter is, as I said earlier, he who comes to God must believe. Listen, a lot of people are going to God, but they're not going in faith. They're going because they got in trouble. And they have anywhere else to turn, right? I know I'm not talking to any of you. I'm talking about other people that live other lives. Okay? I'm just saying that you know, the, the bargaining starts happening. Oh, God, if you'll just help me out of this. Hmm? I've tried to make deals with God. I, I broke every deal. And you know what? He kept all his deals. It's a wonder I'm still standing here. Desperation. A great need. Something goes wrong. Life doesn't play along. God. Right? And he's there. But listen to me. He who comes to God must believe. Must believe. Believe that he is. And this is so beautiful. He's a rewarder. In other words, I've got something for you to have. And if you'll partake of what I'm giving you, life will get gooder. Is that a word? Does it work in Texas? It's gooder and gooder. Life gets better. Amen. And it says those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. I love that. I, I love just how simple this really is if we'll keep it simple. Right? Faith speaks plainly. And, and, and I'm telling you, when you walk by faith and you talk by faith, you're going to sound like you're from somewhere else. Good for you. Hmm? Speak on behalf of heaven. All right? People with an earthly mindset won't get that. By his stripes I am healed. Yeah, but you're sick. 
I know. I'm not denying that. I'm just declaring something new. By faith, I get to call those things that be not as though they are because I know what Jesus did for me and I have a right to healing because by his stripes, I'm healed. It's bought and paid for. Just as surely as I'm forgiven of all my sins, I'm healed. Hmm? And who am I to pick and choose what I want and don't want when he's offered me everything? Huh? What should the weak say? I'm strong. Why? Not in your own strength, but because he is your strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hmm? You are blessed. I am free. Faith says it how it is. It lines up. It agrees with the word of God. Listen to me. It doesn't agree with your circumstances. It agrees with the word. And then your circumstances start to change. Amen. Amen. And this walking by faith and praying by faith is not uh, for the superstitious. Not even for those who are a little stitious. (laughs) It is for those who will simply believe. Do you believe that today? Okay, verse 15, I'm almost through. Uh, And and almost is a very vague term. (laughs) Like when when the the Bible says that, talks about Christ coming back soon. Well, you wrote that down when? 2,000 plus years ago? What is soon to you, God? Because <laughs> I don't think our soon is the same. And truly, if they had called to mind, watch, that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. So what this is saying is before they got in faith and got on this journey with God, if they started looking back and thinking, like, like Israel did when they were out in the wilderness, when God was bringing them out of Egypt, and they started looking back saying, oh, if we would just been back in Egypt. In slavery? Are you kidding? But you can be tempted and deceived to think that it was better then than it is now. And maybe, maybe in some ways it was. But my family, listen, you're going to heaven. Your best days are actually ahead of you, not behind you. And your hope in God will never be realized in the past. Huh? So if they, had had, if they had taken the time to look back and wish for the good old days, right? 60 years old, still wearing their letter jacket from high school. What does this teach you and I? We need faith because by faith we never look back. I said by faith we never look back. Turn to somebody and tell them, never look back. Because when you're facing adversity, you're going to be tempted to look back and... Oh, and, and, and go to the land of shoulda, coulda, woulda. Right? And what a devilish game that is. Hmm? Tell somebody, don't shoot on yourself. Huh? Shouldn't all over yourself. Don't shoot on yourself. God has not given you the past. God gives you now and the future. That's all you get. If you try to go to the past, you're off limits, you're trespassing. That's God's territory. And besides this, and besides this, can I get two, can I get you two young men, Noah? Is that Harrison there? That is Harrison. Come up here, young man. 
Can y'all do me a favor? That wherever I walk, can you just stay in close proximity behind me? I need, that means you got to look at me. You got to be watching. Ready? And so just when I move, I want you to just, just, just walk. Now, I'm telling you, don't let me get away from you. Don't let me get away. Hey, come on, guys. Stay with me. 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 Aren't they handsome? Here's what's so cool. Here's what God wants you to remember about the past. In Psalms chapter 23, David says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. So just in case I get tempted or I look back, there's goodness. Oh my God, there's mercy. Wait, I thought my past was hunting me down. I thought all the wrong things. I thought I, I thought I had stuff coming up back to me that I had those bad seeds that I had sown, the, the wrong turns, the things that I had done. The thing, I, thought, I thought for sure doom was heading my way. But when I look back, I see goodness and mercy. I see goodness and, and they're hunting me down and shall follow me all the days of my life. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Let's give these young men a big hand. So God, God wants you to understand this is the perspective you need to have on what was yesterday. Because if you, if you don't, I mean, you may be here today and you're carrying weights from yesterday. You're carrying regrets. You're carrying around disappointments. You're carrying around shame and guilt. Christ died for your sins. You cannot add to that. It's over. The issue is settled. But the enemy wants to keep you from believing yeah. Yeah. that you are who God says you are and that God, along with that future, gives you a hope. Yeah. I love the, that scripture. God, God's, he said, I know the thoughts I have for you and the plans. I don't have evil intended for you. I've got good things in store for you. And that is to give you a future and a hope. Here's the thing. Everybody's going into the future, yeah. right? Yeah. But you have a promise from God that you're going into a future and a hope. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Amen. That's good to know. Thank you. So yesterday, you have to leave it where it is. When you're driving in your car, you have your windshield and you have a what? A rearview mirror and some side mirrors. What do you focus on? Are you, are you looking at that rearview mirror the whole time you're driving forward? You hope not. You're going to kill somebody. Maybe yourself, right? This is a reference point. The windshield's the focus. All right? This is just a reference. Once in a while, check. But here's what you're looking at. Yesterday is what it is. And his mercies today are brand new for you. All right? Listen, if God's not holding your past against you, who in the world do you think you are to do that? Huh? What do we have to do? We have to walk by faith if we're never going to look back. That's why we need faith. So we can keep moving forward with this hopeful expectation. And I told the earlier service this, your past is a lesson, not a life sentence. Okay? Remember that. Keep, keep the right perspective. Believe that your best days are ahead of you and not behind you. Okay? Because God is so big, as, as Crystal was saying. He is so big and he has so much in store for you. Hallelujah. 
If you don't look back, you'll forfeit the opportunity to ever go back there. And finally, verse 16, Hebrews 11. But now they desire a better. I love this. Talking about people who have faith, there's something, their desire changes. In other words, because they have embraced heaven as their home, then it's kind of hard to really be satisfied with what they're seeing around them. You know, things can get better. And the reason there's a desire for better is because God wants you to desire better. Because that's where God is, is in the better. He has made with us a better covenant established upon better promises because of this man, Jesus Christ. And the promises got better. And we're talking about the old, old covenant and the new covenant. Here's the difference between the old covenant and new covenant. Okay. The old covenant was you do good, you get good, you do bad, you get bad. Kind of, kind of like life, right? But the new covenant is grace has come to you. This is not about performance. This is about believing. And if you'll believe, guess what? Your performance will line up with your belief. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So you got to believe him. All right, we start right there. Start right there. Start right there. Now, I, I think I'm, I'm in probably a pretty good company here. Uh, that some area in your life you would like to see get better. Hmm? Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's just your family dynamic. Your job. How about that car? Want a better car? Maybe? Better home? Or maybe, maybe you've been thinking about your attitude toward life. And it's a very good thing to, to desire and to reach for better, because this is where you allow God to have entrance in your life. The problem comes and the discontentment comes when you start thinking that it's on you to do it. The problem comes when you have an unrealistic expectation that somebody else needs to do it. And I'm talking to you husbands and wives especially. Hmm? The best thing to do is say, God... What can I do to live in the better, to have a better marriage? Not what they need to do, like I've done before, like an idiot. I told God what he needed to tell my wife. <laughs> yeah, it never worked out. It's never, it's never worked out so well. No, but what can I do? Just, you can make better choices for sure. But the primary thing, the primary way to reach and attain better is to believe God is to believe that he can and that he will be your help and that he has answers. He has real answers. Yeah. Amen. He came to give you better. Is heaven better? You better believe it's better. You better believe it's better. Yeah. So since heaven's better, and here's what Jesus said. He said, pray that better thing then. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it, see, the desire for better is a, a measure or is a, is a product, I should say, of your faith in God. Because faith isn't satisfied with just taking life as it comes to you. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. So you can have a heavenly experience even while living here on earth. But Jesus said you have to open your mouth and declare it. Amen. Take your rightful place. Take your rightful authority and use it. 
You're, you're way more in charge than you think you are. Hmm? I mean, wouldn't it be nice if we were all just Calvinists? That no matter what we did, everything was by God's divine plan and purpose, and we're just kind of walking around. No, 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 that's not how God made this thing. He said, you have dominion, Adam and Eve. You subdue the earth. You rule. So if God is real, then why are all these problems in the world? Because man screwed that up. Amen. God put us in charge. And so let's, let's not, let's not uh, uh, push the blame on him who there is no blame. Amen. He put us in charge. Aren't you, uh, haven't we done a bang up job? Let's start at Washington, D.C., huh? Okay. All right, I'll get off that. But here's, here's some simple, just, I want to just give you a couple of scriptures here. Just some simple words of wisdom from the scripture. If you want to write these down, uh, I, uh, then I encourage you to, if you don't want to write them down, change your mind and write them down. So, all right. Firstly, have faith in God. That's what Jesus said. The disciples were amazed because Jesus had cursed this fig tree that hadn't produced fruit. It's the only thing that, th- that Jesus cursed. And the next day after they walked back by that tree, it was completely withered up. And Peter said, wow, Jesus, that didn't take long. And Jesus looked at him and said, have faith in God. Whoever, this isn't just special to me. Whoever says to this mountain, he points off to a mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes whatever he says will come to pass, he'll have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, Peter, whatever things you desire, whatever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. And I love that. And then he just kind of lets it hang there like, Wow. I mean, Jesus, you didn't like put a whole lot of stipulation on that. Now you got to make sure that it lines up with the will and the word of God. You got to make sure you're right. You got to check your heart. You got to check your motives. Like we psychoanalyze everything. He said, if you believe, it'll happen. Now this is the son of the living God giving us some incredible information here. You can do what I can do if you believe, is what he said. Well, yeah, it's easy for Jesus to do because he's son of... But Jesus walked by faith here. And he taught us how to walk by faith and that anything's possible. Amen. I'm just saying it's bigger than what we think it is. Hmm? And we need faith. Have faith in God. And then, and how about this one? How about just this simple, do good to others, especially other believers. That's what the Bible teaches us, especially those in the household of faith. Jesus said it like this, treat others as you want to be treated. Ouch. We like that golden rule, do unto others, you would have them do it to you. When you start thinking about it, though, you don't like it. I don't know about you. I don't like it, really. No, I I want to treat people how I want to treat them, and then I want them to treat me how I need to be treated. Yeah, you left me all alone on that one. Okay. How about this one? Always forgive. Peter comes to Jesus with this question. How many times should I forgive my brother? Let me guess, seven times? And Jesus said, try 70 times seven. In other words, always forgive Peter, smart aleck. Hmm? Always forgive. Why? God is not going to hold you to a standard that he doesn't hold himself. Are you always forgiven? You better believe you are, and I sure am glad I am. 
And what can I do in response is to always forgive. Let that go. Let it go. It's only killing you. It's only hurting you. Did I mention have faith in God? I like what Crystal was talking about in giving. Give generously. Don't let anything be between you and God in the way of stuff. There ain't nothing worth holding on to. Give. Give generously. Be that prompt, ready-to-act giver. God's watching over you. He won't be mocked. He said, whatever you sow, you'll reap. I'm in this deal with you. But you're going to have to believe him. Hmm? I told the early service, I heard a very wise man years ago when I was sitting in Bible college in 1990-ish or somewhere around there, a man by the name of Wayne Myers. And he said these words that changed my life. He said, if you have something in your life that you hold so dear that you can't give it away, you don't own it. It owns you. And I said, God, I don't want anything to ever own me. And I've done my best, and Heather and I both have done our best to, to always live our lives, that we're willing to give anything when called upon. Serve one another through love. How about don't judge others? There's a good one. Oh, boy, if social media could learn just that simple little truth right there. Paul, Paul gives you some advice today. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. All that time worrying, you can spend praying. Hmm? Worrying is you believing that God can't or that he won't. Jesus said, don't worry about anything. God knows everything that you have need of. Just offer it to him. Give your needs to him. You're, you're, you are getting in the God zone where you don't belong. If you're trying to care for stuff like that. Well, if I don't care, nobody don't care. Shut up. Have faith in God. <laughs> I mean that in the kindest way. Have faith in God. Besides, whatever you're worrying about, didn't ever happen most of the time. Did it? Didn't ever happen. You got robbed. By faith, we reach for better. By faith, we embrace and declare that heaven is our home. Let's all say that together. Heaven is my home. Mm, hallelujah. By faith, we never look back. God has us in now and what's ahead. The future and a hope. Yesterday is where it is. You have today. All right? And by faith, we reach for better because that's where God is. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Father, thank you for this time together with these precious people. And I pray, God, that your word will do what you want it to do. Lord, it will meet needs today. It will transform hearts and minds. We believe in the miracle power that is in the living word of God. That's why we gather here. Because, Lord, we are looking for something better. <laughs> We're expecting it. And we know that your word has the power to change things. So we choose to believe you today. Lord, you know the needs that are in this room. There are some who are, who are dealing with some kind of pain or, or sickness, whether that's physical, emotional, or mental. I thank you that you right now are our healer. Right now. And I thank you for your healing manifesting. Thank you, Lord, for being the God who supplies, the God who sees us and has provision for us.
Just know this today. If you, if you need provision from God, he has made you a promise. He will supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Hmm? Amen. Need to know if you're anxious. If you're anxious today, your mind is running wild, being robbed of sleep, you're being robbed of peace, just know this. If you'll give this to God, the Bible says the peace of God that surpasses even your own understanding will guard your heart and mind. Here's his promise. His promise is peace. Make that exchange with him today. Say, Lord, I don't want to carry this anymore. I give you this anxiety. I give you these worries. I give you these fears. And I thank you right now for the peace that you give me. And I receive it by faith today. Amen. He loves you. He loves you very much. And he has help for you no matter what it is. Thank you, Father, for your help. Bless every family here, God. And now may the Lord bless you and may he keep you. And make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and all of your house and give you peace in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.